Welcome to the Metabolic MD. Health means everything. We all seek optimal health, but most of us do not know how to achieve it. Dr. Paul Kaladze has spent a career in the emergency department. Now, he helps his patients avoid ever ending up there. During these podcasts, you'll learn how you can lose weight and prevent and reverse disease through new technology, a modified diet, and the use of some new recently approved FDA medications. This information is not meant to be medical advice. Please seek consultation from your own medical provider. Let's listen in. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kalazic. I'm Terry O'Brien here at Tri-Level Studios, and we are gathered here today to talk about a lot of fun topics. The topic today is going to be Ozimbic. We're going to talk about that, right? Right, and supply issues and cost issues and how people really can gain access to that medicine. So everything you wanted to know about Ozimbic, we're going to try to cover here in this short podcast. But before we do that, let's let's go through a few things that are going on in the metabolic world, at least your metabolic world, right? Right. You have another uh, seminar coming up on September 14th at right. 7 p.m. September 14th, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to do another metabolic seminar where I'm going to go ahead and go through topics such as insulin resistance, low-carb diets, intermittent fasting. I'll do that quickly in 20, 25 minutes, and then we're going to have plenty of time for questions for this hour-long seminar. I will tell you, after that last seminar, we had a great turnout. We had about 50 people. Um and every single one of those people just hung in there the whole time, no drop-offs. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think they all got a lot out of it. So, so I think if you're interested in learning more, asking questions to Dr. Paul about what he can do or you can do to help lose weight or become more healthier, uh, please join us September 14th at 7 p.m. And you can find information about that at MetabolicMDS, MetabolicMDS.com. And we'll also be sending out some emails and things like that. Yeah, All reg- right. registration required. So go to the website and please register. No and, cost. And another thing, I just I was just out there looking at the Facebook, no, the Google ads, right? And we, you just kind of hit a milestone, didn't you? You yeah. have fifty five star reviews. Every single one of them is a five star review. Yeah, I'm very proud of this. Five star reviews, one hundred percent five star reviews. So I don't know how you get, you know, fifty people to agree on every on anything. You but, can't. But yeah, but um, we did, and that's that. Uh, you know, our patients have been very supportive of our practice feel that we're providing a good service. So again, uh, I take care of patients in Ohio, Indiana, Florida, and Arizona. Right. Lots of information on the Metabolic MD's website, but uh, it's satisfying to me as a clinician that people think we're doing a good job and having success with their weight loss and metabolic health improvement. I think it's fantastic. So again, not, it, it, everybody knows if you're online, odds are you actually filling out a review form is low. So to get 50, right, and you have right. Been doing this that long, this no. is a tremendous milestone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very happy with that result, and it's just it's encouragement and positive feedback that we're doing the right thing. All right, so let's get into the topic of the day: Ozimbic, the expense, the supply, the dosing, all that kind of stuff. So, where do you want to start this conversation? Well, let's let's go ahead and just do a little review about what these medicines are, okay. what formulations they come in, and then we'll talk about the big issues right now, which is the supply chain issues associated with this medication and the cost for patients and the lack of insurance coverage in most situations. All right. um, but the history, again, is these medicines were developed 
um, for diabetics. Di they were found to be effective in lowering blood sugar for diabetics, but then it was noticed that these diabetics also lost 12 to 15 percent of their body weight. And how long ago was Medicaid. this? This was three to four years ago. Okay, so it's relatively so a newer drug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the uh, drug company that manufactures this medicine, Novo Nordisk, went back and did additional studies on non-diabetics, finding that they also lost weight. And, you know, the rest is kind of history in terms of the craze with these medications. Um, they work three ways. One is they slow gastric emptying, which means your stomach stays full or longer. They lower blood sugar, just like we talked about, and right. that helps people lose weight because when your blood sugar is lower, you're burning fat for energy as opposed to blood sugar. And then third one is they have a direct effect on the brain, a hypothalamic effect on the hypothalamus of the brain. And we'll get to this a little later on. And what I have found is that sometimes you can get these effects even at lower doses, which is important in terms of providing access to people for medication because the lower doses can cost less. So we'll get into that detail a little bit later on. All right. So let's let's go into um, a little bit about this thing. It's, it's a weight loss medicine for the stars, right? Yeah. How did it get that name? Is it people in Hollywood found out about this? And next thing you know, it's a rage across the country. Right. I mean, you know, the celebrities take the medicine and they have weight loss and that gets publicized a lot. Um, the medicine comes in three formulations. Ozambic, which is only for diabetics. You really can't get it approved unless you're diabetic. Wigovi, which is the weight loss medicine, which is the medicine that is expensive out of pocket with limited insurance coverage with significant supply chain issues now. So wait, um, let's pause on that because there's Ozembic, which is for diabetics. Yes. And then they took that yellow pin, that injectable pin, painted yeah. it blue, put a label in there called Wagovi, right. and then they're selling it as a weight loss medicine. Correct. And you, and you can't prescribe Ozembic to non-diabetics, at least in terms of insurance coverage, because it, the insurance company won't accept that. The doctor has to do a prior authorization and vouch that this is a diabetic patient that needs this medication. So that really can't be done. And then with Wagovi, there's limited insurance coverage, and of course, the out-of-pocket cost is, you know, twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a month. So let, let me then, poke at this real quick because, uh, yeah. again, is if the insurance companies see you lose weight. Losing weight means you're probably less likely to end up in your emergency room, right? Right, yeah. Isn't it better for them to stop this before they end up in your emergency room? It's very good long-term thinking, Terry. I'm a long-term okay. thinker. But, yeah, you know, insurance companies are public companies, and they're worried about what next quarter's earnings look like. Got it. Um, and I think that, you know, these medicines will eventually have widespread use, but the, the cost really is kind of overwhelming mean to start. And let me give you an example. Some uh, self-insured large organizations, and the one I saw a recent article on was the University of Texas Health System. Um, they had coverage for Wagovi uh, last year. Actually, I should say this year in 2022. Right. They are changing their formulary and taking Wagovi off their formulary, which means it will no longer have coverage. And the reason they did that is because they were spending tens of millions of dollars on this medicine during 22, and it was breaking the bank. And of course, that eventually is going to roll down to premium costs for individuals. Sure. So, and, and I've seen this with a number of patients in my practice. They come to us for the compounded semaglutide, the generic 
uh, version of semaglutide because um, they were previously prescribed Wigovi, had some coverage for it, um, but their plan has now changed and it's been taken off the formulary. Mm. So this is a fairly common practice. Again, I think over a period of years, uh, the coverage will increase with these medicines, um, but right now it's a problem for a lot of patients. So if you had to guess, if something costs $500, what's an average insurance going to pay for that? Um, you, you mean just guess. like if the if the pen if the, if the pen cost you five hundred bucks for the, the shot for the for the month or whatever, what would insurance usually cover? Okay, well, well, okay. The way to look: first of all, it, it costs more than that. The medicines yeah, absolutely, cost yeah. twelve to fourteen hundred dollars. We have some patients that have had copays that have been as little as twenty five dollars, oh. and we have had some patients where their formulary says it's covered, but the copay is almost the whole twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> so there's huge variability out there, and this is why a lot of patients are going to the compounded generic form, which we provide to our patients because generally that's available at about a third the cost. That is not an FDA-approved medication, but very, very widespread use now. And it cuts the cost to about a third of that twelve to $1,400 out-of-pocket monthly cost. So it's a generic version of Wagovi. Correct. Basically, they, they put some supplemental vitamin B or yeah, something like correct. that in it, yeah. and then they release it as a generic. Right. And how much cost difference is there between the generic and the... Uh, Branded. It's about a third. A third. You, you know, it it depends on the dosing, and we're going to get into this. At lower dosing, yeah, the, the cost is less, but at higher dosing, because it's more medicine, the cost goes up. So one of the themes that we have in our practice right now is trying to work with patients on lower doses because lower doses are better, I think, for a variety of reasons, uh, and it keeps the cost down as well. Okay, and and when we met this morning, we were covering the topic of a little bit about this was the demand, right? Yeah. And I didn't realize this until you brought it up, that this thing is off the charts. People can't find it because it's so right. popular. Right. And now, is that the same thing with generics, or is that different? M much less. So uh, with Wigovi, I have patients that are started at a low dose, and they want to move to the higher doses, um, as is the standard protocol for that medicine. Um, and they can't find it. I had a patient yesterday that we started at 0.25 milligrams, moved them to 0.5 milligrams. They're ready to go to one milligram. And you know, call 12 pharmacies and nobody has it. That's amazing. So yeah. is that something, have you heard that that's something the manufacturer's trying to address? Oh, they are. Or do yeah. they like, some manufacturers like this thing where the demand's so high they can't keep track. It's good for yeah. the stock prices no, and all that kind of stuff. No, the, the drug companies are trying to ramp up their production. They're trying to get there. Um, but, it, you know, I, that could take months, maybe even, I think, years for that to happen. And generic, because you're an, a physician, you're able to prescribe a generic, but most doctors wouldn't be doing this because it's not in their toolkit? Well, you have to have a special relationship with compounded, licensed pharmacies to be able to do this. And we've okay. developed those relationships with several pharmacies over the course of the year. And just curious, I remember you're licensed in Ohio, Indiana, Florida, and Arizona. Correct. That means you can only prescribe to those people in those in states. In those states, right. Now, is that is that something easy to get changed if you want to go to Oklahoma or someplace like that? Uh, I, I need to apply and obtain a medical license. Okay. And, 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 and I'm looking at additional states as well. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 
let's just real quickly cover the, the supply issue again. How do people get around the supply issue? Is there a, a way around it today? Um, well, for the branded medicines, there's not a way around it that I'm aware of today. Okay. So the way around it is to look at considering compounded medication. So first of all, let's talk about how these medicines are taken. You start a low dose. Some of these medicines have side effects. Oh, yeah. I you remember. Know, nausea yeah. being the primary yeah. side effect. So you start at a low dose. It's one shot per week. And then you use the same dose for four weeks when you start. Generally, that's 0.25 milligrams. And then after four weeks, you bump the dose to 0.5 milligrams. And you do that so you can kind of get used to those side effects. Go to the next dose, might have a little bit of side effects, 0.5 milligrams. And then you, you continue that process one shot a week at the same dose for a month. And then it bumps up continually to a milligram, milligram and a half, even 2.4 milligrams. Um, and I actually, in general, do not agree with going with those higher doses because people become more dependent upon the medication if you do that. So if you if you start low and stay low, it gives you, is the benefit relatively the same? Um, it, it depends. It's a, There's a patient-by-patient patient variability. Uh, but one of the big points I wanted to get across in this podcast is I have a lot of patients that are at 0.5 milligrams or one milligram, a lot of patients at 0.5 milligrams that we keep at a low dose, and they get very good appetite suppression at those lower doses. There's no need to go to the higher doses. And remember, unless you're having a patient come to you and you're saying, you know what, we're just going to start this medicine and, you know, you're going to be on it for the rest of your life. Right. You know, unless you're prudent and saying, I want to control the dose, I want to titrate it up slowly because I want to put you in a position to titrate it down slowly. So that does two things. Number one is you, you can keep the patient at a, at a point where they can eventually get off the medicine. And number two is you can keep the cost down because the lower doses are less cost. So, uh, What's interesting is this is a tool in your tool bag of many right. tools. Of many tools. Right. This is one of those things that you get along, you get you're you're trying to change the way they live, the way they think, the way they eat, the way they behave. At the same time you're giving them this little aid that kind of is a shot once a week and then eventually you say, Let's get you off that shot because you now are on a better path to health. Right. And that's kind of your, your philosophy, correct? Correct. Yeah. And if you if you drive people up to those higher doses, you're you're really is it's just a medication program. It's not really a comprehensive program. So the other things we do, which we feel are the foundation of a program like this, is an appropriate diet. And of course, you know, I'm a big advocate of low carb diets um, because that decreases insulin resistance, which is the problem for most overweight middle aged Americans. Yes. So we use continuous glucose monitors and, you know, so I, I believe in continuous glucose monitors for non-diabetics so much. You know, Terry, oh, I, I wrote them. a book about it. You did write yeah. a book about it, which yeah. we'll talk about here at the end. Okay. Um, so we use low-carb diets, intermittent fasting, and then strength training. And strength training is real important for two reasons. Number one, when you increase your muscle mass a little bit, you're increasing the quality and receptivity of the insulin receptors on your muscles. So you're soaking up more insulin, you're lowering your blood glucose, when your blood glucose is lower, your body turns to burning fat, and that's when you lose weight. Um, so that's really one of the very important reasons. And then the other important reasons is when you're losing weight, especially 
especially on these medicines, you're losing muscle mass. And that's an issue for all of us as we get older. Sure. You know, so you're losing 7% of your muscle mass a decade. So we want to have our patients on strength training routines, both to decrease insulin resistance and to help maintain those mus- that muscle mass. Muscle mass, very important issue, especially for women because of the, the risk is of osteoporosis as you get older. So if you're gonna be looking at anybody on these medicines, really at any dose, I believe, should be doing strength training as well. All right, and yeah. you, you've, you've seen a ton, and I mean a ton of patients and most of them, how many of the patients you say ever get on this medicine? Is it, you know, for me, it's a minority of patients. We have patients come in and establish those lifestyle changes first. Um, basically, the low-carb diet, the intermittent fasting, the strength training. And then for people that either want to add this medicine in or hit a stall and want to add the medicine in, then we, we very judiciously add the medicine in at low doses. For example, I I really don't have patients on high doses. I keep patients on moderate doses so that I can titrate them off the medicine eventually. Um, And the other reason is to keep the costs down. And to talk about the cost issue, the the reason the cost is lower with lower doses is because there's literally less medicine that has to be purchased. Um, And and you can reduce the cost. Um, You know, the compounded medicine is... Uh, excuse me. The brand name medicines are you know twelve to fourteen hundred dollars out of pocket for mo- for most people. Not doable. Have we ever looked at yeah. Canada? What what goes on in Canada? Do they pay the same fee? Or is it is it you know yeah, how people go across the border? It's it, it, the the costs are cheaper, but uh, you know I don't think that issue is going to be solved anytime <laughs> no, soon. No, yeah. I don't either. Okay, um, so there's that twelve to fourteen has um, twelve to fourteen hundred dollar per month issue for uh, the compounded medicine when you start start out, it's a lower cost. But when you if you move to those moderate to high doses, it can still be, you know, $450 a month. Wow. Um, so it can still be not doable for a lot of people. But if you stay at the lower doses, which I do with many, if not a majority of my patients, um, th- then you, you can actually provide this medicine for as little as $75 a week. Wow. So if you, if you stay at 0.25 or 0.5, milligrams um, is just a little boost to this comprehensive program because the patients are doing other things. Correct. You can really, really keep the cost down. And what happens when somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, I want this Hollywood shot, doc. Can you give it to me? Do you say, maybe, but you got to do all these following things? Yeah, I want people to, I feel that I'm not doing a service to patients if I'm just, you know, sending them a medicine and saying good luck. You know, all you got to do is Google semaglutide, the generic name, or Ozambic, and and you'll get all kinds of places that will do that pop up on the internet. Yeah. Meet with a provider for fifteen minutes, and they'll send you the medicine. But again, I I think you're committing people to potentially a lifetime worth of medicine when there's a better way to do this in terms of integrating this useful tool as part of a comprehensive program to get people to their goals, and then hopefully you know get them to traded off the medicine eventually. And, and you know, I mean, based on the Google reviews, which you've seen, our patients have had great success with that approach. That, that is true. Is there anything we didn't talk about for Ozimbic before we land this podcast? 
No, no, other than I think people that are looking at this need to do it again as part of a comprehensive program. And I'd like to emphasize the value of lower doses um, for most people, not only for the cost considerations of keeping that dose, de- that, that cost down, but also in terms of your, your long-term health uh, and maintaining uh, optimal lifestyle long-term with the other components of the program. All right. Well, for those folks who are, even if they're not your patient, right, they could be in a state where you don't provide service. Yeah. That information is very valuable to those folks who are who are interested yeah, in this, who see entertainment tonight and they yeah, see these things. Don't get lured into just, you know, starting the medicine, not doing other things, going to higher dosing. You know, every, everybody wants a shot to fix everything. But, but quite honestly, from a medical standpoint and a personal standpoint in terms of, you, you know, your long term health and happiness, I, I don't think it's the right thing to do. So comprehensive program, lower doses, lower cost. All right. Well, it's the time of the podcast where we get to do our shameless book plug. All right. So what's going on with the book? How's that going so far? The book sales are going great. It's been a lot of fun, you know, writing a book and then getting it out there. The the uh, topic of the book, the title of the book is The Continuous Glucose Monitor Revolution for Non-Diabetics. So we use CGMs and non-diabetics to help guide low-carb diets. Um, and the reason we do that is because, again, if you can decrease your carb intake, you can keep your blood glucose lower um, rather than having excess blood glucose in your system that goes to the liver and becomes fat. You have lower blood glucose in your system, so your organs are looking around for another source of energy. And that's those fatty acids, that fat around the middle. So that gets broken down to help you lose weight. So continuous glucose monitors, which you've seen on the back of the arms of diabetics, are tremendously useful in non-diabetics as well. And, you know, again, I believe in this so much. I wrote a book about it and we have various chapters on these different topics that we've talked about today. Low carb, intermittent fasting, uh, strength training, right. even semaglutide, the, uh, the, the you know, GLP-1 weight loss medications that we just talked about. So there's really a comprehensive information in there for patients on, on how to make significant lifestyle changes, lose weight, and improve your metabolic health. So one, one question I've, I've kind of wanted to ask for a while and I keep forgetting to ask this question if you're walking through the mall and this is a hypothetical right and the mall's packed full of you know folks who are a little overweight or are greatly overweight what's the odds of them being diabetic or needing to monitor their glucose with the cgm Okay, so so these are the numbers. Um, you know, about twelve percent of American adults are diabetic. Of course, most of them are overweight. Yep. Another thirty percent are pre-diabetic. So twelve percent, thirty percent—that's yeah, forty-two, right? That's forty-two percent of yeah. American adults, and um, uh, half of the pre-diabetics do not know they're pre-diabetic. And this is what you know. This is another reason the CGMs are very effective. Right. You'll see because I, I have patients come in and they're they're goal, they come to me because I want to lose 20 or 25 pounds. I say, well, that's great. We'll help you do that. And then we put a CGM on them for a week uh, and they see that it's not just a weight loss issue, Right. that they are pre-diabetic. I have patients that come in, CGM for the first time. They find out they're diabetic for the first time, spiking blood sugars on the CGM, which gives you a 24-7 blood glucose reading. Um, 
to uh, to 220, 230. And, and so people, once they see those curves on the app on their phone, because these devices uh, connect to the app on your phone, you, you know, once you see those curves spike and it can be life changing for people. Oh, absolutely! You know they they don't un, they have not understood up to that point what's going on with their body and their blood glucose. And then after we use the CGMs diagnostically, we can then use them therapeutically to help guide their low carb diet and help them lose weight in the manner we just discussed. So, last question again: being a scientist, kind of not scientist, engineering kind of guy, forty two percent are either pre diabetic or diabetic. What percentage of the population are overweight? 60% of American adults are overweight. So as you're walking through the mall, odds are really, really high that overweight person is either diabetic or pre-diabetic and may not know it. Right. And then and then if you have a family history of diabetes yeah. in your family, the numbers go up. So, you know, the issue here is getting a good assessment of your blood glucose, getting a good assessment of your level of insulin resistance, because that's why people are pre-diabetic and diabetic, because they have insulin resistance, um, and then attacking that insulin resistance with a low carb comprehensive approach well sorry for the bonus question but i just i just remembered i always wanted to ask that question and uh i thank you for the answer all right well this has been another thrilling episode of the metabolic md with dr paul kalazic dr kalazic thank you very much thanks terry and we're going to see you again in a week or two and we'll do another episode i don't know what the topic will be but i'm sure it's going to be just as fun as this one all right guys terry o'brien with tri-level records signing off Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kolodzik. Please join us again for the next episode to hear how your metabolic health means everything and to learn tips on how to lose weight and possibly reverse some serious health conditions. This information is not meant to be medical advice. Please seek consultation from your own medical professional.